0: Welcome to Momentum Church. Well, good morning, everybody. Happy Mother's Day. I am so glad to be with you here today or uh, virtually wherever you are. Um, And I love technology that allows us all to be far but be together. And so thank you for taking time um, this Mother's Day uh, to be here. If you've got a mom that you love or maybe a mother figure in your life, go ahead. Throw their name in the comments, tag them, tell them how much you love them. This is a wonderful day to be able to remind them that how wonderful and awesome they are. Um, if you are new to our online experience or new to Momentum Church, my name is Stephanie Robinson. I am the Connections Pastor here at Momentum Church, and I am um, also a... I don't say I'm a new mother. Um, This is not my first Mother's Day, but this is my first coherent Mother's Day. Last year at this time, I had a two-year-old daughter, and that Mother's Day is a little bit of a blur. (laughs) I know that that day happened, but... I was tired, guys. I'm going to be honest. I don't remember a whole lot of it, um, except for that um, Hannah Johnson gave an amazing Mother's Day sermon that has really made me see this last year of motherhood in a completely different way. So if you didn't have a chance to listen to it, make sure you go back into the vault of, sermon, of our sermon series and go back and listen to it because it truly, truly is awesome. It has been... Um, Uh, An interesting last year for my husband and myself. My husband, Tom, is extremely paternal and he has carried us through a lot of this last year. We have a daughter. She just turned one year old a couple weeks ago. Her name is Annabelle Lee. And she is just a beautiful little tornado. We love her. She has exceeded all of our expectations, and she has shown me truly how human I am <laughs> and how often I make mistakes. And it's been wonderful to learn that about myself, especially over this past year. Um, but yeah, just the hashtag mom fail, hashtag parenting fail, like I have felt that in a real way this year. And it has it has been interesting to walk through it and to grow through it. Um, there is. The exhibit A, one time, um, she was in her high chair. She was eating. She was, you know, set her up there. She had her little tray, fed her something. I'm sure it ended up all over her face. Um, and when she was done eating, you know, I take the little tray off, turn around, put it down. And something caught my eye. I honestly can't even remember what it was, probably a dog knocking something over. And so I, I turned around, and I, I went to fix whatever it was. And then I turned back around, and I realized when I took the tray off, I unbuckled her. So here is my infant child sitting unbuckled, three foot off the ground, leaning over to grab the little little buckle that's in there, and I turn around, like "Ah!" and I run over, and I'm just like, oh, I picked her up, and in that moment, every worst case scenario walked through my mind. Um, You know when something bad happens and you all of a sudden you're like she could have fallen and broken her neck. Like all of these horrible things and I was like oh Tom wasn't home so luckily I didn't have to explain myself to him. I was just like you don't tell dad and I won't tell dad and it'll all be fine. Nothing happened. But he came home and I can't remember if it was that day or the next day. I was just like oh I just gotta tell him about what this what happened. It was such a traumatic moment in my early months of motherhood and so nonchalant. He turns around he goes. He was like, "Oh yeah, I mean, you gotta, you really gotta keep an eye on her." I turned around for one second the other day, and when I look back, she's chewing on the middle of an extension cord, and I was like, "Oh my God, this kid is alive!" No thanks to either of us. But in that moment, as silly as it is, it was such a neat um, bonding opportunity for he and I. And what I I was afraid he was going to be upset and disappointed in me. Um, he just came back with his failure and his mistake. And we truly bonded over that moment of we are in this together imperfectly at times. Um, and through the this last year, I can't tell you how wonderful parenting with him has been because we both chose to acknowledge and, and give each other grace. And we are not afraid to let each other know about our failures now. So just in that one little moment, that one little choice to share, it really, again, has changed the way that we have seen each other and partnered together. And so... I know that that is kind of a um, kind of a, a fun little story about mistakes that we make, a fun little anecdote. But man, sometimes we make mistakes in life, right? Sometimes they are our little mistakes that we make, and sometimes they are those really big mistakes where our sin nature takes over. And that sin, man, it has a tight hold on us, mistakes that are real and heavy, that hurt Not only us, but where we hurt others. And we're going to talk a little bit about that today. Um, But I think it's important that we recognize the gravity of our sins so that we can appreciate the magnitude of the grace that God has for us in the middle of all of it. Because Jesus always finds us in the middle of our brokenness. In the middle of our sinful mess, he comes and he brings us over from death to life. In Ephesians 2 4, it says, But God, being rich in mercy and because of the great love which, with which He loves us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. 2 Corinthians 5, it says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, He is a new creation. The old has passed away, and behold, the new has come. And today uh, we've been in this, um, this re series, this rediscovered, re D, Pastor Ross has been preaching an, an awesome re series. Today we're going to talk about that creation, that re creation. Because I think that um, something really, a really neat um, thing and a really neat way that mothers reflect God is in our ability to create. Now, obviously, um, we have the ability to create, create life much differently than how, Jesus, or how God created life. He did that all by himself. He just breathed and life um, came into existence. He just breathed and life was created. As women, we need the help of a man um, to be able to create that life. Um, but we are, But while at that same time, we are creating life. We are also being recreated. And I think that that is so neat because you will never meet a mom who says that she is exactly the same as she was before she became a mother. Physically, emotionally, spiritually, all very different. Whether you birthed that child, you adopted them, whether they um, were planned or they were a surprise, motherhood changed us because mothers are all women who have been recreated. And as mothers, I feel like we reflect God's, um, the, that love that it talks about in Ephesians 2, that great love with which he loved us and that their love sees us and loves us despite of our sin, despite of our mess. You cannot escape a mother's love that sees our outward broken nonsense <laughs> and sees to the potential of life that is in us Mothers never seem to lose that vision of potential in their creation because the, of the great love with which moms loved us, that even when we were causing the morning sickness, they still loved us. They still wanted us. That when we cried endlessly in the middle of the night, they still loved us. When to death and stayed out too late, when we talked back, when we spent all of their money, <laughs> when they, they still loved us. They fed us, they clothed us, and they would have stepped straight in front of a bullet without hesitation for their creation. And I think the best way that we honor mothers today is by acknowledging the creation of life. Both the life that God wants to recreate in us through salvation and also the life that he wants us to recreate in the world that we go about living in every single day. He wants us to recreate us through those things. And we see this act of recreation in Scripture. Um, we're going to look today at Acts chapter 14. While you're turning there, um, if you are on um, a friend on any of my social media platforms, you probably saw me talk about this a couple of weeks ago in Acts chapter 14. Um, I was um, reading through this. And um, I threw, threw something out there. And this in Acts 14, I just, I haven't been able to escape it. It has stayed with me and I just, it just hasn't left my mind. So when Pastor Ross asked if I would speak today, I was like, yep, I've got something that, that just hasn't left me in it, which means I think it is for somebody else. And so I want to, to talk about it today. And again, if you're on my um, friends with me on so, any of those social media channels, you heard me say this, that when I first looked at this in Acts chapter 14, it talks about Paul and Barnabas when they go to Lystra. And as I read it, I was sure that it said Paul and Barnabas in Listeria, and that's how I know we're in the middle of a pandemic. I was like, mm, Lystra. Yep, not, not Listeria. That's not a thing. That's not a place. That's a condition. And so we're going to start in verse 8. It says, Now at Lystra there was a man sitting who could not use his feet. He was crippled from birth and had never walked. He listened to Paul speaking. And Paul, looking intently at him and seeing that he had the faith to be made well, said in a loud voice, Stand upright on your feet. And he sprang up and began walking. Paul looked at him, and scripture makes a point of saying that, which is important because scripture is God-breathed and none of it is a mistake. So I think that it's interesting that, that he said, that scripture makes a point of saying that he looked at him, and not just that he looked at him, but that he looked at him intently, yeah. looking beyond um, that passing glance, that he saw something in him. He saw faith in him that would allow him to be made well. And here is what Paul did that is reflective of Christ in reflective of mothers, looking at his, their creation, is that he saw it and he called it out in him. In a loud voice. And every mother just, I didn't see, and you're like, "Y'all!" Yeah. In a loud voice, he cried out. Mothers have been using their loud voices during quarantine. You're like, yes, I have been screaming. I feel Paul in this moment. That he called out in a loud voice. Paul looked at him, saw that he had faith. And then like a mother, proud of her son, Paul calls out, stand up. I know you can do it. Stand up. I know that you feel weak. I know that you feel broken, but I see life in you. Stand up. You can do this. Stand up. Ooh. Stand up, babe. It's time that we start calling out the life in people who are just waiting for us to see it. And while I truly, truly believe that mothers just do this instinctively, this is something that we're all called to do. And the best part is that you don't have to do it alone. In fact, you can't do it alone. It requires us to partner with God. We have to start every day praying, saying, God, I'll do my part to see people. You help me see what you want called out in them. You help me see what you want to recreate in the life of your creation. Because if we do, um, here's what's going to happen in verse 10. And he sprang up and began walking. And just like that, in a moment, life came back to crippled feet. And more importantly, life came back to a crippled heart. And because God, to God... Our brokenness is nothing more than life just waiting to be recreated. Because where we see death as final, he sees death as an opportunity. And again, this isn't just for mothers and their kids. It applies to every single one of us. Will we choose to look intently at the people in our lives, whether they are in our lives every single day like those kids that have been in your house every single day for the last few months, or if it's just people that we see once in passing. Jesus, in John chapter four, he finds a woman at a well, and he looks her in the eye, and he says, I know everyone else sees you as broken, but I have eternal life for you. He, sees, he looks in her eyes once, and she is never the same again. So like Jesus and like Paul, there are people who are in your life who need you to look at them. And not just look at them, look at them intently. See them. Call it out at them and tell them to stand up. The crippled man, am um, not, um, but he said he's with my husband. And if I was a better wife, I would give Tom credit for this, but I'm not. Um, but he said he brought this to my attention. I thought, it was, I thought it was enlightening that the crippled man didn't know what Paul had to offer to him. In his mind, the best thing that Paul could have done for him that day was give him some money. He was just out there to beg. He didn't even know what Paul had to offer him in the gift of calling the life out in him. And can I tell you, again, whether you're a mother or not, there are kids in your sphere of influence, kids all around you that they don't know what to ask for or how to ask for it. But if you will choose to look them in the eye, see them, and call the life out in them, it will radically, radically change their futures, the potential that they have to have life in their futures. And I can, I can say that honestly because I have a mother that did that for me. I have a sister who does this for me. I'm honestly surprised I've made it this far through the service unemotionally because she's looking right at me. I have siblings. I have, I have parents. I have grandparents, aunts and uncles, people who chose to see life in me and call it out. I have two friends, Eric and Paige Gordon, who looked at me as a teenager when I was broken, and they, and they said, you can change the world, and I believed it. I had people like Ross and Amy Wiseman who saw me as a punk 19-year-old. And he said, hey, you can make a difference in people's life. They called it out in me. They said, stand up. And today he said, stand up and talk about it, Stephanie. And that's an honor, an honor to be able to stand because someone saw life and called it out. It happens when we choose to see people. You have people in your life, in your house, on your Zoom calls, out in public because masks don't cover people's eyes who have waited far too long to be looked in the eye and for people to say, I see you. And I see what your life can look like. If you'll let, allow God to recreate what's happening, what he's planted in your life. It doesn't catch God by surprise what people are, what, you're, what he's going to have you call out in people. Because he planted it there in the first place. They need you to be ready and they need you to be looking. Moms, it's time that we start calling out in our kids what we want to see them walk in. Can we look them in their eyes and call out who they are? Again, what God has created them to be and not the devil that we are sure is inside of them at times. Um, There is a, a quote it says, well-behaved women seldom make history. You have to be loud. La- I feel like we, we look at that quote often, and we see it posted on social media often, as to say you have to be loud and boisterous and aggressive in order to make history. But I heard the history of this recently, and that it was actually in, in the context, and the author was glad for it to be used in the context it is now, but in the context in which she wrote it, it didn't mean necessarily that you had to be um, misbehaved in order to make history, but that in the everyday acts of recreating life and everywhere we go, in your mothering, in the day-to-day parenting, in, in the simple, quiet hugs, in the kissing of the boo-boos, and the making of the food, and the folding of the laundry, and the, and the holding while your teenagers cry, when the bullying becomes to be more than you, wonder if they can bear. In the being there and seeing them and calling out what you and God want recreated in them. That may not make history books, but it will forever be written in the history of their life and the history of their hearts. It may never make history, it may never be a um, news title. I said, man, it makes all of life's difference. And we're going we're gonna to close with this. And, it, and let's all close our eyes. Even if, if you're at home, just let's just close our eyes and try to block out everything, everything else. Just let's, just let's be right here and right now in this moment. I know, moms, this is hard for you. You got that one eye peeked open because you're just waiting for a kid to do something crazy. But like I said, let's just be here right now in this moment. And picture someone in your life, maybe it's your mom, maybe it's someone else, who has called out to you to stand up. And again, with eyes closed, maybe you're listening to these words today and you didn't have a mother who said these things to you. I want you to look up at me right now and listen to this mother say to you, stand up. There's life in you, and it's time to stand up. Or maybe your mom has been gone for a while, and her voice used to be really clear, but it's not so clear anymore. I want you to look at me and hear me say she hasn't forgotten about you, God. And she is proud of you as you choose to walk in the things of God, and I know she'd say to you today, stand up. And lastly, for the mothers without their children today. The ones who have had their kids taken from their arms or from their hearts. Look at me and can I tell you on behalf of every well-meaning person who ever said that heaven needed another angel or that it was just part of God's plan Let me say on their behalf, I'm sorry. It was never God's plan for your child to be taken from you. But I believe, like Ephesians said, that he is rich in mercy and he has a great love for you. And I pray that those things are rich and real and tangible right in your heart today, that you feel those things strongly. Because he has, he loves you and he loves them. And he wants to recreate that part of your heart that has felt dead for so long. Let's pray together. God, I thank you for mothers today. God, I thank you for people who stepped up into a mother's place to care for your creation. God, and I pray for all of us today as as we honor and acknowledge the never ending work of a mother that we will take it upon ourselves god to act in a way that honors them by acknowledging this creation this gift of life that you've given us and now the responsibility that you've called us to to see life in others god open our eyes to see life in people that we don't just walk by. God, we'll do the looking, God, if you'll do the showing. Show us the life that you have planted, that you have seen, that you've created, and the people that you love so much. God, I pray as we go throughout the rest of this day, God, even into the days and years to come, God, you have put people in our paths as we prove ourselves to be people who, who look intently. Bring people into our paths who are in search of somebody to call it out in them. God, we do, will do all these things with you. God, we do all of these things for your glory, your honor, and it's in your son's precious and holy name we pray. Amen. for joining us for this week's message. For more information, please check out www.momentumchurch.tv.